All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 204 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I have to adjust my volume. I've been shouting all day, so uh, I do apologize. Had eight people with needles sticking out of their arms in our back alley at work, making things very interesting. Yeah, so San Francisco, got to love it. All right, so let's see, where do we want to start today? Uh, well, I'm admin on the message board, Jillian. You are. And we've got Lonnie, uh, St. Louis Kiss, and Ken, 69th Blizzard. Sorry, I'm a little discombobulated. Um, I did want to start out with a comparison of meet and greets. And anyone who's watched the show long enough will remember me raging about the meet and greet I did with Kiss in Reno in 2017, where my basically $1,250 ticket got me seats right in front of a wall. Um, (laughs) Well, Def Leppard did one better than that and put me right in front of a empty spark part of stage with uh, just the sound system in front of me, which uh, being that close to it was not a fun experience. You couldn't even look up and see the screens. Um, and then they were 50 feet to the other side and you couldn't see fuck all. So meet and greets I am done with. The meet and greet itself with Def Leppard is uh, 15 seconds long. You get a photo, you shake their hands, all, uh, all 10 of them or 11. Yeah. I have no fucking clue how many. And then you're pushed away. You do a photo on stage like we did back in 2004. She has surprised me at the call. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) What the hell is that? All right. So if if Lonnie's done kicking stuff or, you know, then I'll continue with my monologue. I'm listening. He's like listening and learning. I'm not ready. Um, so you, you did a backstage, uh, got to go up on stage, uh, little groups of 10. I like that. Kiss should do that again. Um, and if they do meet and greets on the next tour, which I won't do. Um, but other than that, it is just not worth the money. You get a swag bag, which is basically a bag, uh, a bicycle courier bag. I don't know if you've ever seen those absolutely useless for carrying anything because it like has the strap halfway so it flips upside down depending on where stuff is you've got a stupid lithograph and then they gave you a signed photo which was really bad quality print so kiss i'm gonna say wins on organization def leopard organization was horrible on finding where you're supposed to go kiss has always been like a japanese tourist which is carrying a banner you go here very very efficient um obviously they're not i don't think they're going to be doing the acoustic things anymore for kiss um but just in terms of how you're treated being lined up for the and having the autograph session if that disappears well then it's kind of a tie uh because both photo sessions are assembly line but just in terms of the organization kiss definitely won the meet and greet battle because you know i I came out of the deaf leopard show i'm like really for that I mean, it was a lot cheaper than Kisses, but it was just a, a ripoff. Both of them. You know, when these front row tickets or you're guaranteed X row and no one's done the research on the layout. Yeah, yeah it's you guarantee the second row, but they're not going to tell you where. What second we're on row the second is. row. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, it's just they're exclusive tickets. There should be due diligence done on them, whether it's Kiss, whether it's Def Leppard. I'd actually bought a ticket first before I decided to do the meet and greet. And I wish I hadn't resold it because it was way better. And I would have been much closer to the stage, actually, than I was with a second row ticket. You know, AT&T Park's a you know special situation because it's a stadium, yeah. it's a different layout than's normal. But you know, I, I I must say, if anyone can improve how they do meet and greets, that's the people who organize them. Do the research on what the seating is like, because don't tell people that you're getting a good seat if it's a piece of shit in front of a wall and what is called an obstructed view. That's unacceptable. Jeez. That's a yeah. lie. That is blatantly misadvertised, whether it's Kiss or, or whether it's Def Leppard. And I don't care if they say, well, we didn't know it was going to be in front of a wall. Well, you knew that there was, in, in the case of Kiss, they knew that there was a pit in front of the first two rows. And if I'd gone in the pit, I would have been much closer to the band. So, you know, it's disingenuous at best. But there you go. I still, well, I still maybe said, that I was still, all. I was going to say, maybe that's all that journey left them with is those crap. Crap seats and Journey's uh, best seats are were the the better view ones. Yeah, it, it might. Because they're the head, it, headliner, right? Maybe. They? they were headlining that show. I, I believe Def Leppard and Journey have been trading, but uh, oh, yeah, I, I didn't even stay for Journey. I was like so hacked off by the end of it that my neck was hurting from no, my neck was hurting from trying to look up at the screen to see anything. It's one thing, and oh, really? you know, being right in front of the sound system. I mean, my heart was actually rattling inside the cage, and it was just so loud. And yeah, I had earplugs, but it, it was unpleasant to actually physically be getting attacked by the music. The band was good. The set list was absolute shit. It's a greatest hits set list. Same problem that Kiss has, you know. And here I am as a Def Leppard fan, but uh, you know, Foreigner was fantastic. I enjoyed them. Listen. I mean, you just reminded me of something. Remember the uh, exposed video and, and Paul saying to lose weight? You <laughs> keep turning. I think he said turning up the volume. It'll help you shed pounds. Or maybe yeah, make, that make, kind make, of like make the fat girls gives you gives you a workout because it rumbles everything. Yeah. It's like those vibration machines they used to use in the old days to yeah, it, try to make people lose weight. So now I'm bummed thinking about the end of the road tour and meet and greet packages, especially after the changes were made. Um, I, again, I have been a proponent that they need to get rid of some of the, they need to trim the fat off the meet and greets if they're going to make mm. more of them. But they have to be more openly and honest about the, the ticketing and what you're going to get, because that really did piss me off in Reno. And again, you know, last weekend. Mm. And at least this weekend, at Deep Purple and Judas Priest, I know the seats are, you know, they're not on the lawn. They're not that far back, but they're pretty far back. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, it is what it is. The music, they played well, even if they fucked up their intro. I mean, they set off the computers early and the intro just starts and then like goes to a metronome. Talk, talk, talk. And no one's on stage. Well, <laughs> perfect well done. all right let's talk some kiss and you know the first thing i want to talk to you guys about uh who i hope you both listen to uh the paul on the rolling stone podcast him uh, going yeah. into some of the things uh about where he's at in his life it seemed very odd that he would actually talk to rolling stone who remained the arch <laughs> enemy of anyone who cares about kiss it's like why would you go to them are you still seeking approval from your mommy it, it, no, it, very it, interesting. It's Lonnie. What was your take on that on that podcast? It was it was it was really interesting. But I, I was surprised again, just for starters, that he was on 
that's the fourth. That's where he chose to to do like really his first interview since the announcement of the end of the road tour. That that's where we chose to go. Not I'm not saying that he's going to come on our show because God knows that's not going to happen. But I was surprised he went to Rolling Stone of all places for him to to do a first time interview. Um, it it's very apparent that he knows. I mean, the elephant in the room, and it has been the elephant in the room for the last ten years, is that you know there there's a problem um, vocally with him. And he, he addressed it, you know, and he, he knows, he knows that it's deteriorated and he made the comment, you know, if you want to hear me sound like I did on kiss alive, we'll go listen to kiss alive. I thought that was a, I thought that was a, you know, a, a, a very well thought out statement that, that he made, you know, I said, you know what, I know it is what it is. And every, you know, every vocalist goes through it that, you know, you're not going to remain in top form forever. An athlete doesn't remain in top form forever. Sure, a singing voice is much different than a guy trying to to run and shoot baskets, or a guy trying to to run and catch a ball, or or to hit a ball out of the park. You know, it it, it served Paul well for the majority of his career in Kiss. So, but he knows. So I think I think it's I think it's refreshing that he knows, and that he's just not act, and, and we're just not talking about it anymore like we did for such a long time that we just wouldn't address it at all. Um, and and I thought the the thing that he said about about he he, he kind of took a little stab at Gene a little bit and in, in the uh, in um, his remarks when they asked him about well how do you feel about Gene making the remarks about you know he, he never loses his voice he was, and he said something along the fact that uh, well Gene's doing most of these shows for free when they're not free you know they don't sell well I was like oh. But then, but then, but he does go on to say that Gene and I are partners for forty-seven years. Blah 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 blah. And, you know. So, we'll so if Gene up. makes fun of my voice. I'm going to make fun of Gene's shows. Sure, whatever. And you know, Gene didn't. You know, I think it kind of rolled off Paul's, you know, face that he said that, and, and I don't think Gene really cares either that he's saying that. Well, Gene's doing most of these shows for free. Well, that's not true, and everybody knows that's not true. That Gene's not doing most of these shows for free. People pay for those tickets just like oh, anything yeah. else. So it's very mis- misleading, misinformed. Obviously, that statement is. But but I thought it was interesting. I thought it was, I thought it was a, a good interview. But just a, what, what struck me more than anything, though, was where he chose to do that interview, like Julian said, leading off. So. But it was, it was good. I enjoyed it. I'm waiting for Paul to come out with the uh, excuse when someone asks him about Gene's comments. You know, I'd love to talk about Gene, but I really need to save my vocal cords. Ken, what was your take on uh, that <laughs> podcast? Um, it was good. I mean, it was interesting. It was, I agree with uh, Lonnie about that. Uh, you know, uh, well, both of you about Rolling Stone, first of all. I, I don't understand that. Um, but he's trying to, you know, I guess promote the tour. And I guess he's promoting also his, his painting too, of course. Um, and the thing about Gene and all that, and and you know, it's okay. You know, he took a little stab at Gene, and it's all you know, turnabouts, fair play, and all that stuff. Um, but what what piqued my interest is uh, when he was asked about you know the former members coming, uh, you know, oh, yeah. will any of those you know, appear during the tour. Um, and basically he wouldn't, he wouldn't commit to anything when we're in there. So he, he says he doesn't rule it out where lots of other times he would flat out say no. 
normally anything like that in the past, he said, no, it's never going to happen. But this time, he's not, he says, no, I'm not ruling it out. So that that is a, like a glimmer of, of hope there. And maybe he's just trying to keep it under undercover right now. He doesn't want to reveal the, you know, his cards uh, yet on what's going to happen during this tour. So that's the one thing. The other thing is what I thought was good was he said as this stage is not like every other stage where they kind of change something or add something slightly to change the stages. He said this is an all new built design stage and with the sound like you know a lot of technology was put into it. Whether that technology is more bombs going off, more fire, more lasers. I'm gonna guess they're gonna use lasers. Um, and and maybe that technology could go into the audio part of it too, where helping his voice possibly uh, during the show or you know backing track or he sings along with it or who knows what. So that um, I thought was promising. Um, so I, I'm. I you know I have high hopes that uh, we're going to see some some good stuff once they come out. Yeah, I think you you raise something that's that's very interesting. That you know talking about the stage. I mean, for me, Paul Stanley or Gene Simmons talking about the stage is like T- Nigel Tufnell talking about amplifiers. <laughs> but this one goes to eleven. So well, this, exactly. this, it's also like calling more, the new album. One more. It's, it's also like calling the new Kiss album the next Destroyer too. Yeah, you know, we we've heard that several times. You know, yeah. to to them, I I want to be surprised, so I'm going to be negative in how uh, I approach my expectations for this because I want to be wrong, I want to be overawed, I want to be joyous and giddy when I actually see how yeah. wrong I am, and if not, then hell, I'm not going to be let down because, you know, I just want to see them in inject something special into what should be. No, if, mm-hmm. if this is the end of the road, their farewell from the road, then it's like your funeral. You make the most of it. Make it an event. Make it an occasion. If you're going out, go out in style. Don't do the things that you've done before. Do something new. Do something different. Or, you know, pay homage to everything that you've done before. And that's what I liked about him being noncommittal about former members, with the exception of his very firm answer that about Mr. Vincent. No. <laughs> he's not gonna say anything about it. When, he, when he's not gonna talk about, yeah, it, you know, I just thought right. he, he just deadpanned it. No, <laughs> I just had, I had grumpy cat in my face when he said that. And I, th- I think with Ace and Peter, he has to keep those options open because he never knows what those two guys are gonna do. Peter's emotional and in the moment, and who knows if they're going to have to ask him and approach him and treat him the right way if they want anything out of him. He's not just going to do another Gene Simmons vault appearance because Gene snapped his fingers, assuming that Peter is as proud of Gene's vault as Gene is. It's just (laughs) not like that. It's not going to be like Ace, who will pretty much do anything if the check doesn't bounce. You know, because I, right. I somehow doubt that there was, you know, camaraderie for him to show up at events without, you know, travel, whatnot being covered. You know, time is money. So with them, Paul, I would think, would want them to be involved. 
in some way at some time at some point but i think like the rock and roll hall of fame he has no freaking idea how at this point and he they never will know until it's closer to the time where they want it to happen because with ace and peter mm. things can presumably change if the the tour goes off gangbusters then and they're relying on peter for some aspect of it well peter's gonna say well it's doing really well man you get i want more more money and mm-hmm. why? And why the hell not? If he's that important to Paul's vision, sure. Or Paul then says, "Well, no, we're going to keep it Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and forget it." Uh, or Ace, you know, each one of them has to be dealt with respectfully and in the right way, in a, in a way that makes them happy, but also that Gene and Paul can live with, and Tommy and Eric to certain. Okay, maybe not Tommy and Eric, within the context of what they're trying to do, because Tommy mm-hmm. and Eric are team players, always have been. They're going to do. Yeah exactly what's right and if they have issues with it they're going to keep it private so that that's the part of what paul kind of said that i really got a kick out of the stage the peter and you know former members you know i I didn't mention bruce but presumably he's on good terms and bruce will pretty much bruce is bruce you know available something works he'll do it not available doesn't work won't say a thing and that's cool um, what was the, the other thing that Paul... Oh, yeah, the making fun of, of Gene. I, I think Paul is just unable to accept that Gene was having a ball. And that's kind of yeah. that's kind of his, his mentality, that he had to kind of knock it down some way, you know, uh, passive-aggressively. Well, it was for free, and there weren't many people showing up. 200 people. Go, right. go look at the Grona Lund video, you know. Oh, yeah. That's a huge crowd. That's a that's a massive crowd. Um, and then, it, while it may not have been massive, go look at the South American crowds. They were mm-hmm. mental. You don't see someone doing that at a Soul Station show. You know, yeah. obviously different different genres. But again, it just comes back to how I perceive Paul to kind of continuously have to put Gene down, continuously have to be the more artistic, continuously have to be the more successful. And Gene's just like a big dopey retriever who kind of takes it until he kind of snaps on stage and bites your hand, you know, that, that one time. So, yeah, one time. Yeah, so so it's interesting. As for podcasts, I'm, I'm going to throw it out here. If I invited Paul on this show, he'd probably laugh at me. And say no chance because, you know, it's about viewership. He's going to go on Jericho. He's going to go on Trunk. Well, no, he's not going to go on Trunk. He's not going to go on Trunk. No, 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 Okay, we're we're good. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Let's say Paul had rejected us as the KISS podcast that he was going to go on, but he was going to go on one show. Which podcast would you choose to be the one to host Paul Stanley? Were he to do a Kiss podcast? And this really puts you on the spot because I just want to have some yeah. fun with this. Because for me, it's easy. Podcast gets it. As much as I love Mitch, mm-hmm. he's not a Kiss podcast. Decibel Geek, not technically Kiss podcast. Kiss. Ages of Rock, not specifically, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kiss podcast, KST, Pot of Thunder. Uh, no, it's got to be Ken for me. There's something something powerful about Ken's. So Ken, who would be your pick to host it? Were he to do it? Well, I, yeah, I, 
I was going the same way as you. Um, I had to start with the the Podfather, the one that started it, really, uh, for Kiss Podcast. So, uh, yeah, Podkissed it would be the one. I, I, I think a close second for me would be uh, Podcast Rock City. Mm-hmm. Cause they really enjoy that, and I know how much they love Paul. You know, um, you know Joe, uh, Jody, and Joe. Yeah, and Jody loves Paul. So I, yeah, I, they I, they I, love yeah. they love Paul. So. Um, I think it would be a love fest on that one. Um, but, uh, yeah, podcast, I think, is is a a no-brainer. Uh, Ken is very good with his uh, questions, and he's always, you know, well-prepared. And, you know, he's humor, humorous, too. Maybe he'll throw us a couple of, you know, Gene Simmons impressions <laughs> at Paul. I mean... That is 99% of the reason why I went with, you know, podcast <laughs> rather than the kiss room or PRC is Ken's imitations of not only can he do Gene Simmons voice, but he also does David one of Lee me. Roth. No, he does me. So he does you? He does me. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I got to hear that. No, I, I never want to hear it again. I want to hear it. It, <laughs> it, was, it was too freaky. You're listening to this. Yeah, I want to hear it on the next Yeah, we got to hear Julian on the next one. Do an impression of Julian doing uh, the show here. I turned purple. I don't know whether it was the heart attack or the embarrassment, but uh, it was definitely purple. All right, Lonnie, which, which one would uh, you I got I got I got to go again because I, I know Jody lives in town, and I, I know Jody, and we've hung out. and um I definitely have to echo podcast rack city or, or podcast. I definitely have to echo exactly what Ken just said. Cause I know, um, I, I know that, that Ken would get a, it'd, it'd be great for Ken to do it. Cause he's, he started all these, he's the, the pod father. So I think it would only be appropriate for him to do it. But as much as Jody and those guys love Paul, I think they'd be just as excellent to, to host Paul on, on their show. So, but supposedly Mitch has them coming up though next week. On his show, so well, that's kind of cool. great. Mitch is next level now. I mean, Mitch. Oh, for is, sure. M- M- Mitch, Mitch is yeah, like, yeah, M- yeah. Mitch is in the major leagues. We're, we're down here in single A, so. <laughs> yeah. So that's a fun one, and obviously, if we didn't mention your podcast, there's a lot of kids podcasts. You're all, you're all fantastic. You all rock. You all put time into doing it. So you know, just because we didn't mention you, you know, Matt Porter, love you as well. Don't worry. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you beat us in the poll this week. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Well, I, you know what? I I voted for them. I don't vote for myself. It's just it's just morally wrong. So I, I voted for. I them voted for you, Julian. Because yeah, I voted for you, Julian. <laughs> you voted for you, Lonnie. Us. Game game point. It, it, it's not just one person on this show, but I was not a big fan of that whole concept of uh, putting, you know, well, podcast like I... podcast. Yeah, like I said in a couple of posts that were out there about that under those uh, polls, I said I said every everyone's a winner, everybody's a winner. No, she, no, half of, us, the poll. half of us. Half of us. So you're losers. somebody. No, I, I don't consider myself a winner. I consider myself a loser. Yeah. So. <laughs> now, now I have nothing invested in it. I'm, ha- I'm having more fun. But I did think it was evil to put like zilch against cheap talk. You know, put putting the the Ken Mills podcast against each other. I mean, how do you, how do you do that? Or uh, there there were some really unbalanced. I was surprised we did as well as we did against the Kiss Room, to be perfectly honest. And if you did vote for us, we do appreciate it. And also, if you voted for the Kiss Room, we appreciate it too, because you're supporting Kiss podcasting, and we're all part of the same group. But you know, with yeah. with the reputation 
that the Kiss Room has, that they've been around longer than us. They put together some incredibly diverse shows, and a lot of effort goes into their production. And, and obviously, they, they do stream live out of Monco, yeah. um, what is it, once a month. I, I don't get to listen mm-hmm. as much as I would like, so if I get your details wrong, Matt, I do apologize. But, you know, the, again, they're very high standard along with podcasts, so to, to get even in the ballpark of being competitive in a, a silly little vote was uh, entertaining and good fun. Let's move on to, you know, something else about Paul. And that's his new brand of shoes. And if Andrew had been here, if Andrew yeah, had Andrew shown them up, he could have shown them off. But um, I, I just want to get your thoughts on there's two models. Um, any interest in buying them for <laughs> yeah, yourselves? Are you looking for them? Or what are your, your thoughts in general? Because I, I think those uh, leopard skin ones with kind of the pelt on the side well, really go well with Paul's shirts. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean... <laughs> That one I, I don't like. Yeah, that one go, goes with his shirts, but I I thought that one was kind of hideous to me. Uh, but I, just, but I did uh, I have on order as of today the 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 zebra ones the the other ones. I used to wear those Puma suede when I was a kid. Not that design, of course. They were like blue with the white stripe or whatever. Right. But I used to wear those uh, when I was young. I I always had those um, among other you know, whatever shoes, Adidas and so on. But uh, that was one of the ones I liked. Um, and then it was kind of a no brainer. I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool looking. I, got, I said, well, I wear it to kiss if they come out. And ooh, there you go. Ooh, 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 ooh. Vincent live Graceland. Oh, he's, he's, he's on mute. So anyway, uh, I, sorry. In the Elvis 68 <laughs> comeback special style. The production of this show is off the charts, just in case it anyone is. isn't noticed. That's why we're, we win all those polls. Even without um, alcohol, Julian's an idiot. Yeah, so so Julian, I, I did order. I, I like those ones. Uh, if there's a KISS reunion show, I'm going to wear those. Too, or a KISS reunion a, show? I'm not in reunion, but a KISS... Oh, breaking this is breaking I guess, news. End of tour. I, yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping for something special reunion. Reunion too, but uh, yeah, that won't happen. But the next time they come around, hopefully, uh, I'll I'll wear those at the show. Wear those shoes, kind of show yourself off a little bit. Give them the what's what and the who's who. Those shoes what? walking around. Lonnie, you're gonna get and yourself a, a pair and go for a run in them. I'm not buying those shoes. <laughs> Years of running have left my feet disgusting. <laughs> And I can only wear certain shoes. And the Paul Stanley Pumas are not going to be one of those. I guarantee it. That and I'm not cool enough to pull that off. So I'm not ordering the Paul Stanley shoes. Had I not just bought a new pair of shoes, I might have been interested. But I got my new pair. So I'm not I'm not buying Paul Stanley. What? Uh, there was a reason to holding up that Vinnie Vincent thing in the middle of your 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 stream there and he's just sent an email he's now turned his shows into pure electric and maybe really? few, and maybe a few songs acoustically so he's uh, just uh, flipped his wig again and he's feeling good about himself right now practicing. yeah that's feeling good that's his second email let me just a little wow. one more time for anyone who was there you go oh, don't forget to, to record that for us uh, no, there's no cameras, no phones, no nothing allowed. So no, how to sneak that stuff. Yeah, so he he's he's he just <laughs> wants to focus on his art. So, yeah. 
You know, so, someone's going to pull out a phone and get kicked out. Oh, yeah, it's going to happen. It's, it's, it's not going to be me. So. It's 2018. <laughs> someone's going to do it. It's too far to fly. Um, yeah, so, you know, the, the Paul Puma is sold out very rapidly. Um, I saw Andrews. Is it still out already? Yeah, uh, the pre-orders. There's more coming. I think the, oh, the pre-order. Okay. I think the Animalize. Yeah, today went officially on sale, though, today. Yeah, the Animalize ones, I think, 150 bucks. Those don't appeal. They, they, oh. they didn't look as bad as I thought they were going to, but I thought the Zebra ones looked really cool. Um, I would have preferred red laces, but... You know, I, I just you can it. always change the laces. I'm you can buy- always get your own laces. It's I'm, not an excuse. I'm, I'm gonna- not buying kiss shit. No, <laughs> no, I'm trying to figure yeah. out how, how to how to like not spend money. You know, that's kind of more important. All right, so we've talked a little bit about some of the stuff with the end of the road tour, and one of the questions that we had on our little list of things to talk about this this week was pick three songs that you would like inserted into the end of the road tour set list that kiss has not played in recent years or has never played so because lonnie was probably planning on doing his list about 10 minutes before the show started guilty uh, as charged yeah which which is (laughs) which is of course 20 minutes later than we did start uh i'm gonna go to you first me, me? Perfect. No, he, was, he means going to me first because I've been sitting oh, here yeah. thinking about He's it. Go to because we've been talking, I've been sitting here jotting down notes. You know, Julian caught me. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this last night. I hadn't come up with anything comprehensive, but I was thinking about this being that it is the end of the road tour. And I would like to see the band focus on more than just the first six albums. I would like to see them try to span. Julian thinks I'm hilarious. Like this one. Julian's like, yeah, dream on, dude. Um, I would like to see that. This is my list. I can have it the way, any way I want. Um, I would like to see them try to span their career as much as possible. Uh, granted, it's not going to be a long set list because I just don't think they're going to play two hours. Like we would like, I would love to see them play two hours solid, but I just don't think it's going to happen. So, that being said, I would still like to see them try to span their catalog a little bit more than they have in the last 22 years, I guess you could say. So my list consists of I'd like to see them play, and they have played this, but they haven't played it in a long time. I'd like to see them play Unholy so we could get something cool off of Revenge. They have done it with this lineup. It is doable. It is possible. Um, I would like to see them do Tears Are Falling. So we could have something pure 80s. They have done that recently. They did it on Ve- they did it in Vegas. It's not completely out of the question. Do I think they'll do it? Probably not, but it's my list and it's what I want. And then for my third one, I'd like to see them do something more recent. And this is really stretching it. And it's just not going to happen. But it's my favorite song off of Sonic Boom. And they've never done it live. I'd like to see them do Yes, I Know. Hmm. I don't think they'll do it. I think it's completely out of the question. Gene hasn't even done it on any of his solo stuff. But it's my favorite song off Sonic Boom, and they've never done it live, and I didn't understand that at the time. And those three songs are going to take out from, stretch them away from those original albums, plus Creatures and Look It Up, because you know they're going to do something off Creatures, Mean Minimum, I Love It Loud, or War Machine. You know they're going to do Lick It Up. 
So I'd like to see them stretch further into that catalog. So those are my three, the three songs I'd like to see them do that either they haven't done in a long time or have never done. Unholy, Tears Are Falling, and Yes, I Know. Yes, I Know is not that actually far-fetched. Really? You think so? No, I, well, in end, of the, in end of the Road, I think, yeah, completely far-fetched. But I wouldn't be surprised. If you remember last year's Kiss Cruise, they pulled out Hot and Cold. They so did. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we did get to hear it live before the oh. before the end of the road, so to speak. Um, you know, and that would actually be a, a neat one. I think Unholy, that's a great pick I, because it's Gene, and that's kind of how I, I approach my list. I'm like, what do I want to torture Paul with? And I'm like, no, I don't want to have Paul even do that. I want Paul to stay within a very narrow um, kind of line of where he finds his voice is at the time so you know ken what are you what are your picks before we get to mine okay um yeah i like lonnie's picks um none of mine match though <laughs> but i still like them i mean any of those songs are always are good uh inserted um i went with uh my first one is going to be come on and love me uh with Paul. great i thought I'd like to hear that one live. Uh, I've never heard that one live with them. I know me being at the concert. Um, so that would be good. Um, and then uh, I was thinking if, if, if Ace does show up, I would like to see them do Rocket Ride. I would Who's more far-fetched, me or you? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want Tommy <laughs> doing it. All right? No. I don't want Tommy doing it. No, no, that's... You know, well, why you have a problem Shock with Tommy? Shock me is enough. <laughs> why do you but hate Tommy? Why do you, why? I don't hate Tommy. Why do you hate I like Tommy? <laughs> but I, I think that, that song, Rocket Ride, needs to be Ace. It's, I mean, it's a, it's, it's the space song, you know. Um, so, uh, though, really, it's not about space people who really listen to the lyrics. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You knew that. All right. So the third song I'm going to pick is uh Carilla. Uh, a little bit more love for the I know Gene's done it with his you know Gene Simmons band, but I'd like to see it with uh, you know his kiss doing it um and give a little bit more love to Dynasty up there. Um I mean if Ace didn't come and and do that rocket ride, if he's not there to do that, then I would I would pull something off of uh have them do maybe, and this is really far fetched, uh, from the elder escape from the island instrumental. <laughs> Just rip one of those out. Okay, that's it. Yeah, okay. That'll uh, never happen, of course. Escape from the island? Ken, right. you're supposed to be the voice of reason on this All show. All right, the oath. The oath. <laughs> So I don't see that happening. You know, the problem with this whole set thing for the end of the road is the band has too many damn albums that some stuff is just going to have to be ignored. People do expect, you, you know, we're the diehards. We're we're not the people that they're going to cater to. Paul made that clear again in his podcast when he talked about the challenges of Settlers. But oh, and, yeah. and we've accused him to a certain extent of it being a cop out of saying, well, the diehards, you know, <laughs> don't count but you know i've said it in 2004 that the crickets were chirping when they pulled out all the way so i tried to pick some songs that are a little bit more identifiable um number one all hell's breaking loose oh yeah that's a good one with eric singer singing it Eric Singer. he said i was watching an old interview 
and he said something that just sounded like he could pull off that intro, you know, the, the spoken part, and then just sing the damn thing, because it's not much singing involved, and I think his kind of gruffly voice would bring a new attitude to it, and, and he does most of, a lot of the backing for Paul anyway, so... You know, I, I just think have that song. It was a video on MTV. It was in heavy rotation back in the day. It may not be a classic as, say, Lick It Up, but it's identifiable. Um, and then the other two are not so identifiable. I go into kind of the realm of Not for the Innocent. Oh, that's a good one. Wow. I would love that. But with the trade, trade off vocals. Yes. With the trade-off vocals, of course. Oh, that, that, that would be awesome. Because I'm surprised I didn't think of that one. <laughs> because that would just be an inside joke that only a few diehards in the audience would get. Some people would probably remember the yeah. Lick It Up album, remember the song. It was a B-side to the single in some markets. Mm-hmm. But only us who kind of collect and know about that demo from the Creatures Era, at the end of the Creatures mm-hmm. Era, um, would know why they're trading off vocals. And if they did that arrangement as well, it's a little bit more sluggish, less tight. It would just be one of those things. It'd be that one bone to beat the diehard over the head with. Here's your one freaking bone. Now shut up. People's heads would explode if they did that. Yeah. Yeah. So that that would be my my kind of my my really kind of deep cut. Um, the other one is watching you again. Another Gene song. Oh it, yeah. It comes off the the, the the classic first three. I I don't want to pick stuff. I don't want sweet pain. I don't want uh, mm-hmm. love them and leave them. I don't want larger than life. That doesn't work within Kiss. Watching you was in the set for a long time. Mm-hmm. So bring it back in. It's another Gene song. Um, and there we go. We've got plenty of Paul represented because he can do his thing as well with Eric taking the primary vocals. He can be part of Not for the Innocent, and then Gene takes over completely. You know, so it it, it seemed fair. And I gotta uh, say, those are good. And you know, I and I was thinking about. It, I think they need to do something like that, or or you know, throw a few of those extra deeper cuts in. But you know, expand the set. You know, no more of the the fifteen, uh, tr- you know, fifteen or sixteen songs. I think they need to play a minimum twenty. Well, if this is the end of the road, they need to play twenty. And you can opinion. you can and you can do that too by not fooling around so much. You don't need to do look it up with the won't get fooled again outro in the middle of it to make that song last ten minutes. You don't need you it. You can play that song the way it is, and it's done in three and a half minutes. And you can squeeze right. another song in there. Cut down the solos a little bit uh, too. Right. Those other little. I don't need to see Tommy shoot things. rockets out of his guitar for a couple minutes. I'd rather have another song. No, you're gonna yeah, you're, do, gonna, you're gonna it, see him shoot rockets. Do it for you know a Watch minute, instead of two minutes. You know, save a minute here <laughs> and there. Um, yeah, I agree. I you know when it when it comes to you know tightening up the set and taking out parts that you know just go on and on and on, it's. I would just love to see them do acrobat into, you know, if they're going to do something stupid, do something stupid that has meaning. Because again, it's that diehard thing. You know, here's a song off our first album, you know, and they'll do love theme and maybe a third of the audience will recognize it. And then they go into the much too young part and maybe 
a Dude, fifth of that audience recognizes. Oh, yeah. And then they go into Eric's, you know, quick five-minute drum solo. Because if you think of the drum solos Peter did way back in the day, they weren't long. They, they were quick. They were concise. They had all the little tribal elements. Well, do that. There's your kind of your phasers going through that. But you've just done another mind-blowing thing of acrobat, um, you know. Rather than having that 10 minute section and lick it up or the I want you torture section, you know, I mean, cats all over the country throw themselves off bridges <laughs> during those two parts of the show or a hundred thousand years with the, no. I, I know it's part of the, no. it, it's part of the image of the classic show, but I don't think it has a place when you're saying goodbye. You know, and, and they, they did a lot of those. They did not a lot, not all those elements. They did some of those elements in 2000, like they did the hundred thousand years whole thing. And, um, but they played two solid hours those nights when they, on the farewell tour, they're not going to play two solid hours as much as we want them to. They're just not Gene's going to be 70 years old by the time before the tour is over. And I know, you know, screw you if you in his interview he did the other day, but they're not going to play two solid hours. They're just not. So I would get rid of or try to cut down on those songs where they waste a lot of time and try to squeeze more songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, and that's why I think if we want a two-hour show, we're going to have to accept stuff like they, the band themselves, like I just said, do Love Theme, Into Much Too, Into Eric's Drum Solo. Give Eric eight minutes. That's plenty for a pee break for those people who... Don't like drum solos. <laughs> and for the rest of us, you know, that we get to see Eric do, you know, his flaming twirly sticks and whatever Eric wants to do is his drum solo that pays, you know, respect to every era of Kiss drum solo. Let Tommy have his shoot the bazooka part because that's eight minutes that Paul and Gene can charge their batteries backstage. So. You know, I, I think they have a place, but don't have the sections of the songs that go on forever. And the only part I don't really have an opinion or a thought on yet is uh, Gene's blood spitting. You know it's got to be in the show. I yeah. just don't. I don't know how to make that work um, a little bit better than <laughs> if they have something raised on stage that he walks up and like pukes over, you know, a, a buttress or something that you over the like yeah, a, like like yeah. a wall. He, he, he sure. does his blood down the wall and maybe it doesn't affect or something instead of it takes too long to do the flying up and coming down and it doesn't work some of the time. Well, and the, oh, yeah. And, and, come yeah, on, I, and I at 70 at 70 years old, does he want to be a yo-yo? I mean, he's a he's a pretty big yo-yo. Yeah, I'd rather them not do the straight up and down fly thing. If he's going to fly, fly from one fly side of the stage to the, to the other. Or so, or yeah, out to the out audience, to the audience over on a platform in the middle of the audience. Yeah. Near the soundboard. Don't um, be so it, predictable. It can be done. It's it's not, dribble so, blood on everyone. Right, there you go. Dribble blood Paul, on the way Balls could be changed a little bit. Uh, you know, some high kind of rafter thing that he walks out onto, kind of like that Las Vegas thing. You know how that was. Yeah, some kind of that way out there. That he walks uh, out onto. Something like that. Something different. All right, so there we we're go. We're sitting here dreaming, boys. Hey, well, you know. <laughs> hey, surprise us, right? Why? Why not? I mean, one one thing we haven't kind of talked about with the set, or maybe we have. Who knows? I, you know, one week kind of is all blur into the next week when when you do a podcast. What do you want to open the show? There's a lot of classic songs mm. that that mm. have been in that opening spot: Deuce, Detroit, King. Um, 
what do we have in the in the uh, 80s and 90s? I can't think off the top of my head. Should it be the classic era opening track, Detroit, or should it be King of the Nighttime World, or was it on this podcast or someone else's that uh, someone suggested that they alternate, um, you know, between opening songs? I mean, what would you like, Ken? I mean, you go back mm. to that first show that you ever saw. What what do you, as a longtime fan, want to see on the last time you see that band live? Oh, that's a hard one, but you know, I think I think I stole your love. It's just a great opener. I, I just I just um. I mean, if yeah, if you're gonna do that, do it, do that one. Um, otherwise, I was thinking of you know, again, one of those inserted songs we were talking about. Maybe you start off with Exciter or something, um, or Creatures of the Night, you know. But Exciter. I know Exciter. Exciter. You're supposed that. to be the voice of reason. Yeah, no, Paul, Paul no, Stanley's gonna come out of the out of yeah, the changing room and go straight into hey, Exciter. Come on. You, are you trying to kill help. Paul? You're mean. Vocal t- I'm, I'm talking How about long do you want this tour to last? <laughs> he's good. It does one song and he's done. Right. He's gone for the day. All right. Maybe not that. Yeah, he does, yeah, he, he does that song and he smashes his guitar and goes home. <laughs> Walks off. I don't know. Walks, he drops the mic. Drop mic and. Good night, um, everybody. Retired. <laughs> or, or, may, or maybe you meant Tommy was going to sing it course uh, yeah that's <laughs> but anyway uh i stole your love would be really the one i think i'd go with all right lonnie let's go to you the voice of reason the new voice of reason i think i i it's it's bland and it's boring but to me there's no better of an opener for a kiss show than deuce i think deuce should open the final kiss tour because it's the opening track, not only on live, it's the opening track back in the day. Um, I, it's the it's the best Kiss opener. My, I I always say that. I don't I don't think they should open. I don't think they should ever open with any other song. It is the best opener. Really? I say I say Deuce should be the opening song. Yeah, 100%. I'll tell you, I was at a couple of shows where you know they opened up the with I Stole Your Love, and it was like. No, I'm Whoa. sure. I'm oh, sure. I mean, this was like. It was. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm sure Hot in the Shade was amazing. They came out with "I Stole Your Love." Oh yeah. I'm yeah. sure it just blew your socks off when they did that. But I think for the end of the road tour, end of Kiss, you need to come out and open up with Deuce. I agree with Lonnie completely because the moment they played Deuce, I'm happy. Remember, I've well, said, and we want and we want Julian happy. Yeah, it's all about me. I, I've said it <laughs> so many times. That's my one gotcha have song. It's again, it, it's got to be the first Kiss song I ever heard because I can't think of any other reason why I'd be mm-hmm. so attached to it. Um, other than that, because you know, Ken, of course, you saw what, how many three shows with Creatures of the Night opening the set as well as your shows yeah. I Stole Your Love. It, so it you're, great you're kind of you're kind of spoiled for choice with the shows that you see. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with Lonnie. Deuce. Deuce is where it's at. Deuce is where it was. I mean, Deuce was that song. So, again, for the people like us who are going to sit down with pen and paper and analyze this set list to death, we'll be able to come up with like yeah. so many yeah. reasons why Deuce is in the number one position, which means that Kiss is certainly not going to open with Deuce. 
<laughs> we, yeah, probably. Not. I, I guarantee that they're probably gonna open with Psycho Circus Watch. Oh, um, fuck but no, please. I no. guarantee. I guarantee, though, the week after that, or the you know days or whatever after that first show on the on their tour, we're gonna have an episode on <laughs> their set list. Good or bad. Yeah. So that was something else that uh, you know Paul was talking about in the Rolling Stone podcast, and that was you know why he's not as interested in making new music these days is because it's not a classic instantly. That you know. Yeah, but. I, I, you know, let me, sorry for cutting you off, but I, I remember that part and I was thinking the whole time, I was thinking if you would have made, uh, you know, uh, another album a few years ago, uh, that again, time, like you said, over time, these songs become classics. Modern day Delilah may become a classic. I don't know. But yeah, like you said, Psycho Circus has become sort of a, a classic now. It's, it's been 20 years. Um, so yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry for cutting you off. Yeah, so so that was exactly the point I was gonna make. That you know it it required time for maybe Psycho Circus. I, I I don't know whether I consider it a classic, but it's certainly accepted in the canon that it's a song that they can pull yes. out that most people recognize at the show. That it's not a dead zone um, in terms of the mm-hmm. performance, and they seem to enjoy performing it. I would you know also go as far as saying that Say Yeah has become a classic. Because yeah. if, you, if you think of the reception it received coming back into the set list, um, you know, it, again, maybe it's the audience participation bit. I mean, Paul's been saying say yeah in his raps for, you know, decades. But it just struck me as incredibly well sad and lazy to a certain extent. I can't be bothered yes. to write new stuff because it's not going to be an instant hit. Well, in this day and age, that's not how it is. In the old days, you were cranking out two albums a year. You were on the road nearly perpetually, but not as much as the legend holes that you were. And, of course, as an active young band, your stuff was cycling in and out of the set at such a rapid clip that, of course, some stuff was going to stick and become those classics rapidly. When you're 70 years old and you're still making music, you shouldn't be making it to make hits. You're making it to make art. You're making it because you still have something to say. Um and I, I firmly believe that Paul Stanley still has something to say musically. I, I really hope so. I think Gene Simmons still has something to say musically, whether or not his blender's up to another bunch of lyrics being poured in and pour them out. Um, so for for Paul Stanley, eh, he's Paul Stanley. I'm not. If he, if he doesn't feel it's worth it because it comes out and people don't like it or aren't into it yet because the music cycle has become longer and longer. We're now what? It's like three years per album is your bare minimum cycle. Oh, yeah. No one's putting out albums even nearly yearly. And someone will say, well, this certain band is okay. Well, are they touring stadiums? Probably not. Now there's kiss, but that's beside the point. Um, but if, between 1974 and 2018, two completely different things and it just again shows that they have not adapted or changed while they've been living it and all of a sudden uh, yeah you know i would like to think that some stuff off monster is going to be considered a classic it certainly mm-hmm. won't be because they performed it because they're talking about paul says hallelujah is a classic there you go <laughs> yeah when's the last when's the last time they performed it in a while yeah vegas vegas did they do, do it in vegas they did it, they did it in vegas 
See, I can't even remember. But, the, but you know, that leads us into, you know, kind of the final part of the show today. And it's the 20th anniversary of Psycho Circus has just taken place. I'm still not in love with it as a Kiss album, but it, I am over the butthurt of it being what it is, in that it is Gene and Paul and not Ace and Peter. There are some very good songs on that. I grudgingly have to say that I accept that Psycho Circus is a Kiss classic for all the reasons I just said. I abjectly refuse to say that Within is. That should never be performed live again, should never have been performed live in the first place. And Into the Void is just a weak, weak ace track that I love. What what are your... You, you piss Ken off. He's like, I'm out of here. I can't talk. I can't talk Psycho Circus. <laughs> well, you can. I can. Um, Saturday was it Saturday or Sunday? I guess Sunday was the was the 20th anniversary of it. So I don't, I don't know what the Kurt post is the correct anniversary because I don't want to get any fucking messages left that were right. at the wrong date. I, it was Saturday or Sunday. It was over the weekend, and um. I was going to barbecue Sunday night. I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to Psycho Circus while I barbecue. And so I'm listen to the whole album, start to finish. And my wife comes out while I'm barbecuing and listening to it. And within comes on. And she's like, I go, tell me, I go, tell me as we go, if you ever, if, if you've heard these songs before or not. And she's like, within comes on. She's like, no, I haven't heard this before. And she says, this doesn't, I go, this is, and she says, this is Psycho Circus, right? I'm like, yeah, this is supposed to be the original force. I'm like, yeah, she's, see, I do pay attention to you. And she goes, and she goes, uh, this doesn't sound like classic Kiss, and they're like, no, because it, it that's not the original four playing on that song. That's why it doesn't sound like classic Kiss. And then like some more songs come up, and then, um, you wanted the best, you got the best came on, and she's like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. <laughs> I said, yes. I said, you you have a keen ear for music because this is absolutely terrible. <laughs> um. But that being said, I, I enjoyed listening to it, and I remember the day it came out, and it was such a huge deal the day it came out. I, was, I, ate, I had an 8 o'clock class and a 9 o'clock class at college, and I skipped class that morning so I could go buy the CD at Best Buy at 10 o'clock the moment it came out. Sorry, Mom. If your mom doesn't listen to the show anyway, so she'll never know still. Um, she, doesn't, so, she doesn't listen to your show, Lottie? <laughs> I don't think so. It breaks my little heart every week, but I don't think she does. So, you know, I remember, you know, just doing that because I couldn't wait to get my hands on it and then they go home and listen to it. And it was a magical time for me because it, it was supposed to be the the Kiss album that we had been waiting for for all those years. And it is disappointing, but I'm with you, Julian, that I've kind of, I've, I've, I've grown past the part where I'm not still butthurt about it 20 years later, that it's not the original four on there. Is it a good Kiss album? No, it's not a good Kiss album. It's an okay album. It's not a good Kiss album. And I'm really, really glad that it went, that it's not the last Kiss album that we were able to get sonic boom and monster and obviously it doesn't sound like we're going to get anything else but i'm glad we got those two as a to put a bookend on their studio career so it's okay it's just okay the album is it's more of a disappointment i guess than anything but when i do but when i listen to it like from start to finish i i still go back to 1998 and the 18 or 19 year old in me just being so excited about it coming out so it was still 
it's just okay, but but it still has a little bit of magic to me. I, I think I'll join you in, you know, being happy that it wasn't the bookend to their studio career. Definitely agree with that. Is it a great Kiss album? No. Is it okay? Yeah. Is there some pretty bad stuff on it? Yes, there's some very bad stuff on it. And there was even more on Gene's solo album that soon followed. Um, it, it was a disappointment, but I started getting over it when, you know, it was the one album that people were kind of clamoring, and myself included, to have released on vinyl. It was, you know, we're like, when are they going to put it out on vinyl? When's it coming out on vinyl? It's like, why do we want it? We're completists. Do we want it to, Absolutely. do we want to play it? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, and, and then it was like, open it up. Does it have a dust sleeve? A proper, you know, how did they do it? That was kind of the stuff that was more interesting to me mm-hmm. uh, for where it sits in the catalog. It was a, kind of a, a missing piece. It was a, a, what could it have been with Ace playing on it or Peter bringing it? his own songs in and working with the band what would have been had bob ezrin stayed in the in the process rather than going on for his startup company that he was working on and leaving it to someone like bruce fairburn to produce it's more a question of what ifs you know it really is it, it would almost make a better kind of book project to try and figure it out because it's just such a it's such a messy part of their history I have to look back fondly on it because it was the first tour that I ever saw the band. So, and I saw that special show with, you know, the songs and the long song in the set, the circus and all that. But again, I then have to separate it out from all those stupid comics and all the merchandise that just became idiotic from, from my tastes at the time. So, you know, it's got a few good songs. It, 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 I'm happier with it now that it's not the bookend, as you said. But Ken, you know, when you look back at, you know, as an overview of, damn, this album's 20 years, where does where does it kind of sit for you as mm. either an album that you listen to or a period that you and recall? I remember the per- period. Uh, I was very excited, of course, for new music coming from them, uh, from the <laughs> original four. Um, supposedly, um, yes, original. Um, uh, and still, even though it was, you know, later on, you know, discovering that it wasn't, you know, Peter on drums. I, you know, I, I didn't listen too hard enough to really think, oh yeah, he's not drumming the same as he was drumming before on, uh, on, on other music. You know, Peter's sounds different. I, I didn't think about. It. I just took it for what what it was i thought it was you know the four um but having said that the music there are certain songs that really stand you know stand out for me um that i always liked i always like you know psycho circus i do like um and uh you know we are one was pretty good um uh i liked songs like you know uh, raise your glasses um more kind of anthem type song and uh you know journey of a thousand years that that kind of stuff so there was still some good music on it wasn't a perfect album and then there's on there as we know um <laughs> think edited knows. yourself there <laughs> <laughs> and um, but you know it's like wine i guess sometimes fine wine you know over you know some aids a little better uh they get better uh, over time. I think it gets gotten a little bit better over time. Um, and, o- and other wines turn into vinegar over time. And... <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um, there are some like that too, right? Um, 
but you know it's not too bad it's it's not a horrible album it's not their best album it's not their top you know it may not even make the top 10 it might make the top no, 10 no. uh no. but uh probably right. not yeah if you think about the first si- about the six studio albums plus Come on. you know revenge lick it up creatures of the night asylum you're at, uh, no, you're at 10 right there. Well, you know, bonus points for picking maybe. Asylum above Psycho Circus. You're I know. Right, I, know. Right. I, I thought about the last second. I thought, oh, shoot, I got to mention Asylum for Julian. Or else she's going to get mad. So anyway, um, yeah, it's 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 pretty good. And then at the time, though, I didn't see I was lucky enough to see them in concert during that tour um, like you, Julian. Um, so that would have been pretty cool to see that. Um, but um, the the merchandise thing was kind of to me was kind of cool. But yeah, looking back at it now, it's it was way over. <laughs> it was just it it just flooded the market like crazy. Psycho Circus. It was, it was too much. Yeah, the comic book. I mean, I'm guilty. Everything. I bought some of the comic books, the first ones. Um, I still have them. The, you know, the the action figures and and that sort of thing at the beginning, um, but. No, it's like, eh, they're not that great. No. And they probed the moment you took them out of the packaging, too. <laughs> so yeah, arm falls off. Exactly. <laughs> it falls off. <laughs> but, but here we are again. I mean, get ready for the merchandising machine that's going to go into absolute overdrive, I'm sure, mm-hmm. because it's one really last great chance to... Uh, and I, I just, oh, gosh, yeah. I, I just can't stomach what they're gonna come out with. But Ken, you did, oh, wait you, a you, you did, um, yeah, that didn't sound good, did it? But you know, Ken, <laughs> you did, you, this, you, like, this is a family show. Yeah, no, it isn't. But uh, <laughs> Ken did point out some cool merchandise that did recently come out. So why don't you tell us about that? Because you did, uh, you did tell me about it. New Kiss Online store pre-order. Well, there's the. I mean, you, we we already know that the uh, the solo albums they had that and that sold out. But then the other thing they had on there was the uh, the platinum award that you can get and then and have it. You know, it's a it's a real R I you know A A uh, award you know deal on it. I mean, it's it is official from that the the the. I guess the making of it or the the look of it. I, I don't I don't know how official it really is, um, but I think if you put an RIA on it, you got to have some some kind of thing. You have to get an okay from them to to do it. You know, it's authorized through the yeah. You, you have to be authorized to get the hologram, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So and, it's and it's, it's kind of official. It's not like their regular solo platinum award that they got for whenever it turned platinum. But still, I, I don't have one of those. So I thought, well, it's not that expensive. So I went ahead and got myself one. And, you know, you can engrave, you get the name engraved to whatever name you want. I mean, I could have said uh, presented to Gene Simmons or Kiss or I, I, I put my name. I said, I, I want it. Just right. like this your is, old double platinum me. award. You wrote your name on it. Exactly. <laughs> I, I I'm almost tempted just to get one so I can have it dedicated to Sir Joseph Kiss Senior. That'd be good. That'd be fun. Inventor. So yeah, I did that. So that's that's the art of merchandise, I guess. Uh, I, I expect more to start coming and maybe 
October. Well, hold on. We saw the dolls now, the Mego doll thing too. More of those things are coming out. I mean, with with that <laughs> that Paul full, uh, it showed the full thing. It looks no, like a fat no. Paul. No, uh, no, like, no. Chubby. Uh, I'm not gonna buy that one. That one is just it just is it's that, just that how did how they get through. That might have been a manufacturing error, and people are going to be collecting and trading with each other. Hey, do you got the chubby Paul Mego? You got the fat Paul. I'll trade it for the fat Paul. And Paul St- and Paul Stanley is mortified. He's looking in the mirror. I wonder what fun. Gene looks like. His body. Yeah, Gene looks yeah. like Homer Simpson. He looks like a sumo wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I just bashed on merchandise, you know, for what what to expect, just because I just get the feeling that they will just license just about anything if they get paid but that that i just nearly said dynasty that double platinum no that solo album solo solo yeah thank you kind of combined or combined apart from the record label having that stupid rock and roll over-esque design of the four you know faces from the solo covers yeah i you know i thought it looked good i thought it was a great idea a great concept i wouldn't buy it for me uh, but I could easily see myself buying it as a gift for someone. Um, and that's probably the sort of thing that they think about. But I thought it was well done. I thought it looked nice. Um, so it wasn't as cringeworthy as I find a lot of merch. So, you know, there's two, it, two for two. Considering it's, it's, it's surprisingly not as expensive that as I thought it would, would be. Because I was thinking about getting, you know, two sets of the solo vinyls, right? But I thought, nah, Instead of getting this uh, a second set of the solo vinyls, I'll get this platinum over. Yep. So that, that's a win. So you know, good work, guys, who come up with that idea. Did a good job on it. I mean, that and the solo, you know, colored vinyl box. There you go. Two two items that I've said nice things about. Now, having said that, Joanna, now if they can do it, go one step further, and like you've mentioned before in the past, if the, come record store day next year. And it's during the tour, do a you know a, a best of the solo albums on a colored vinyl on record store day. That's probably one wish too far, as our originals, originals two, or you know. I know a special that box, is, a, a special box. Cool. Okay, we we all you know everyone owns the uh, the Kisteria box here, right? Okay. Yes. Would which one of you would buy? say another Kisteria box which had international vinyl in it so you had the best of the solo albums you had Lo Mejor de Kiss mm. from South America you you had like uh, the different Argentine Shakira. covers uh, yeah Shikara yeah. Um, you know all of those kind of that would be cool that to me would be that interesting that would be very interesting and that would be a, like a high yeah. premium item you know oh rock to kiss repressed uh like first even like first kiss last last looks re- repressed and put in there things like that mm-hmm. i think would be really cool i i, I could see them being able yeah, to the do promos a, yeah ten, all those yeah. promos would be yeah. good yeah, the, the promos could be a, a box of its own. I mean, there's some very cool yeah. things that have been pressed on vinyl. And, you know, go check out the Kiss My Wax books for pictures or go on the FAQ or for, for, and just see them. That's the kind of stuff that I like to see on Record Store Day now. Um, I don't see it happening. I, I just, you know, they're still I know. they were still selling Kisterias, you know, recently. So could, yeah. bar- could barely get rid of them. Um, I think there's just the 
everything's become too expensive for most fans and do I really want to spend another 1800 bucks on another kiss box? Mm. I don't think I'm allowed to. I, I don't think I want to. Agree. <laughs> got, got bills yeah. to pay. Got get kids to go to college. So yeah, there we are. All right. Let's leave that there. You know, for those of you who've been listening to us, chime in with your thoughts on any of the topics that we've kind of discussed today. Uh, it's going to get exciting. You know, tour routing. We're waiting on, we're waiting on, we're waiting on. We're hoping that they announce something soon. Um, they need to announce something soon. They should have announced something already. But again, it is what yeah. it is. These things don't come together <laughs> instantaneously. Hopefully we'll all be bitching about where they're starting the tour or where they're not going. Uh, we will be, <laughs> no doubt. Don't worry. Yeah. So whether you listen to us on Facebook, on the FAQ or elsewhere, do chime in with your opinion. If you haven't, do rate us. We do love ratings, especially five-star ones. The one-star ones are useless, so don't even bother. Um, but for now, from Lonnie, from Ken and myself, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.